Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Tony, you're listening to Comic Conversations, episode 250, where we talk all things comics for the week of October 23rd, 2019. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? Doing good. All right. <laughs> Let's go straight into our show. I don't, yeah, I don't have a lot. Usually we exchange some kind of banter, but that's fine. We can go straight into the show. <laughs> yeah, the music's low now. I just tested it and everything, and now the music's being low again, just to spite me. I can kind of hear it. Let me let me try this again. No, it's still really low. Let me try it one more time. You can turn it up in post. There we go. That's what I'm going to have to do. All right. Without the way, Alex, what news do we have this week? We have a cancellation of a book that I said would get canceled, <laughs> but, it, but it did make it long. Now I know I say every Marvel book's going. Going to get canceled. They all are. Mm-hmm. But the first one is Invaders is getting canceled at issue twelve. Just enough time for two trades, as I predicted. Well, at least the yeah they'll usually nobody wanted that book. Yeah, they'll usually do it for enough a trade or two. I'm surprised it made it that far, but they probably had enough issues in the can and whatever the story was about, which we didn't read. It probably needed the twelve, and they probably thought putting a uh, a name like Zadarsky at least it would have some kind of legs for a little bit. Yes. Now, the other announcement is Marvel announced. Now, this one is safe because it's only a five-issue series called Avengers of the Wasteland, which is Danny Cage with Thor's hammer. Uh, the, the, the young baby Hulk from Old Man Logan and, uh, Ant-Man slash Giant Man, the Indian one, mm-hmm. that never got over. Now, so my theory is, because no one will buy this, because uh, Dead Man Logan, I think is what it was called, sold less than Old Man Logan, which sold less than the original Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. They, there was decreasing returns. And certainly no one had any fucking interest in the spinoff characters from the least popular version of that universe. So they announced this the same day they announced a book was getting canceled. So I finally figured it out because my question was, why did Marvel, why do they keep releasing all these books that are going to get canceled? And I figured it out. So Marvel has X amount of titles that they have to publish every single month in the hopes that they will get more space on comic shop shelves because number one, sell more. So if Marvel releases more number ones and they release about 50 a month, then they will get more space and they will therefore get more sales because since Marvel started doing this, the thing uh, people noticed was they're like their sales haven't, They've sort of gone up. Like they've gone up in total because they are presenting more books. Mm-hmm. Now each book is selling less. But in total, because they're releasing so many books, they're selling more. Marvel doesn't care if they succeed or fail. They give no shits whatsoever. But then here's here's my problem with that then. If that's the mentality you're gonna have then try pushing some books that people might like. This but they Aven- don't care. This Avengers of the Wasteland, it's like, who could possibly care? Like, imagine it caring at all. 
then just push pet characters that people like. And but if they already that, do that, how many how many Spider Man books are there? Fifteen. Yeah, but do do long shot. People don't like long shot. I like long shot. Nobody else likes but long shot. I would rather read a long shot book than Avengers of the Wasteland. Avengers okay, of the Wasteland you, has no audience. Zero. None. You, at you least, would. At least long shot, you know, you may have some people who have a morbid curiosity and kind of want to read it. Well, he'll eventually get his chance. Everyone's going to get their chance. Also, the Cloak and Dagger show that I never watched got canceled. Good. On Hulu. Why, why do they feel they deserved a TV show more than anybody else? At least the Runaways, I can sort of justify. You're going for the team audience. Like runaways? Cloak and Dagger is kind of the same thing. Yeah, but. And it's got the interracial gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because in 2019, you know, that's such a big deal. Well, they get a show woke there. Meanwhile, they've had tons of shows with biracial couples and no one's ever cared. Remember that thing I've had to put over when someone But this was... is Disney doing it. Remember we talked about gargoyles and some I don't know if it was on the board or where you you found the quote. It was it was on Facebook. They were talking about how gargoyles was in fact the best cartoon because all the lead actors were minorities. Now, here's the thing. Back in the day, just about everybody knew and nobody cared. It wasn't a deal. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. I feel like we're we're regressing in society. We are a little bit. It's white people's fault. It's like there's so many like sitcoms that have been all black cast, but if one came out today, people would make such a big deal about it. Black Panther was good, though. It was, but some too many people uh, try to attach different things to that. No, here's here's the thing though. If, if this is going to sound terrible. If you compare Black Panther to other famous uh, successful black movies, you are you have Black Panther and then you have like a Tyler Perry Medea movie. <laughs> it's much better than that. It's like way fucking better than that. Mm. So they didn't say it, but the the quality of the film was impressive. Although the uh, what was the NWA movie Straight Out of Compton? That uh-huh. was pretty good. Yeah, well, no one brought up the all black cast though. That didn't have the hook of being a black movie, even though it was. No, it, it was very much a black movie. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't have the oh, come watch the all black cast of Straight Out of Compton. Is that that wasn't one of the hooks of the movie? Well, no, because it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, big action. I, I think the I think the deal with Black Panther was it was. Well, it wasn't. It was an almost entirely black cast, but it was an entirely black cast in a gigantic AAA action film. And I think that was the difference. Because, like, yeah, you could do your, you know, your Medea movies, or you can, you can do your, like, semi-indie movies, but to have a gigantic film, with a shit ton of money behind it from the number one producer of movies in the world, that was kind of a big deal. Now, given the character, nothing else would have made sense. So just by virtue of using that character who is from an African nation, yes, your cast is going to be black. But they still chose to make it, and it worked. I'm just saying you have a bunch of other 
movies with that, that's either all black or predominantly black. Yeah, but I'm saying this is the one that had this cost more to make than any of those movies, and it made more money than any of those movies. Now, the thing is, the the questions were, now that Black Panther succeeded, will other studios do this? And no one has. <laughs> because I, I, think, I, I think it's hard it, – it's kind of hard to justify because like, like I said, in Black Panther, it makes sense. He's a black guy. He's the king of an African country. Yeah, but you're asking people to think like an idiot. Well, yeah, it's like if you do like no one, no one goes out thinking, oh, well, we need a white superhero movie and we need to have an all white cast. Well, that's most yeah, but superhero. No, no there's always kinda... there was always some kind of representation, not purposely, yeah, but token. sometimes it they just usually Nick Fury. I'm just saying I just don't like this idea. We need qualifiers for all these movies. Like, can we just have a good movie? That's just a good movie. Well, yeah. Like, can we stop doing this segmented thing where we need to champion these movies just because they have a diverse cast? No, because it's 2019 and you have to segment everything. Like, I don't. I, I thought the whole point of this country was to meld everybody together. No, not anymore. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be segmented. Yes. Like, just like that uh, Crazy Rich Asians movie. I, I didn't did hear that. that was particularly good, but it did well. With, with Asians? Yes. Asian people do get kind of fucked in movies. Like, if you want, like, a totally Asian movie, like, you, you gotta watch some fucking, some Hong Kong kung fu shit. Like, I, you ain't gonna get it. I, the, there are, like, five Asian actors in Hollywood. Are they who being get repressed? Every time. Are they being repressed by, uh, by society? I don't think so. Do they have no power? <laughs> Is the man keeping them down? I don't. I don't know. They don't really talk about it much because it's not true. The, well, they have all the positive stereotypes. Uh, for the most part, I feel bad for the Asians who are like bad at math and like they're stupid <laughs> because it's like one of the stereotypes. It's like, oh, Asians are good at math and they're really smart and studious. And you guys, is one Asian kid who's hearing this his whole life. And he's like, you know, getting fucking D's in school, and he's trying to skip out so he can get high or whatever. Or the broke, and he's just like, well, fuck, nothing represents me. Or the broke Jew li- living on uh, yeah, living like I feel so bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to his credit, he's woke as fuck because he's fighting against stereotypes. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure he'd rather have the money though. By the way, I wanted to explain. Uh, I picked uh, the music. I was about to ask you because I'm like, we have to mention it. Uh, okay, so I, I will go back to my indie music. But um, Lauren, my my wife, loves horror movies, and I, I hate them. When, when I was a kid, my mom had a part-time job at a video store. And I love them, for the record. Well, being that I could... I could watch anything I wanted. I watched a lot of horror movies. And when I was a kid, that was, you know, all the Friday the 13th were out or still coming out and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I never really dug fr- – and I hated Halloween. I never liked Halloween. Friday the 13th I was okay with. But Nightmare on Elm Street I really, really liked. I always really liked those. Um, so she'd never seen them though. Oh, because her parents wouldn't let her watch this stuff. So she's only seen like modern horror stuff. So I said, fuck it. We're going to watch all these because she wanted to watch horror movies with me. And I can't watch this new shit. I get bored. 
So I'm like, all right, we're going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And I haven't watched these movies for years. And what I discovered is uh, they're all really cheesy because of when they were made. Um, the first one is actually pretty good. The second one might be the gayest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I still kind of like it, though, because it's still Freddy when he's kind of more serious still. Well, the 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 best the best part of us watching Nightmare 2 was the movie opens up and the main character screams and it sounds like a girl. And then they cut up and it's, it's a guy. And then later on in the movie, he screams again while he's awake and he sounds like a fucking girl again. And Lauren goes, Oh, I get it. And I go, what? She goes, he's the, he's the final girl, but he's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then she's like, she's like, is, is he supposed to be gay? Cause he kind of likes that girl. And then they had a scene where he's going to bang the girlfriend, but he like starts to turn into Freddy. And his first reaction is to go run to his male friend's house and be like, Oh, I have to sleep with you. And it's like, yeah, they fucking were totally trying to make it. Or the gay. coach that he winds up killing is at a gay bar and he, he kills him in the shower room at school with a yeah, bunch of. With a bunch of towels. With towels. It's the gayest fucking movie ever. And then we started three, which is, which I, I told you, I'm like, I remember that one being my favorite. Apparently it's everyone's favorite. So uh, it's not my favorite. Got about, I never said it was my favorite. Well, no, but when I was talking to you, I, I looked it up and I'm like, okay, fucking everybody loves this one. So we, uh, we got about halfway through that, and then I had to go to sleep because I was coming off a night shift, and we'll finish it tomorrow. Well, but, I, uh, I recommended to you that documentary series where they cover all eight. All which the- I watched. I finished. It was. I wish I would have watched it after I finished. Mm. It's really good. But the thing is, where did you find time for it? Were you watching it at work? Because it's a long – because they cover all eight yeah, I, Robert England movies. It was – Three hours long, and I watched an hour and a half of it at work because the computers were down and the phones were down. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the rest of it uh, tonight, maybe like an hour and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, but that that was good. It got me all hyped up to watch the movie. Even though every time they cover one of the movies, they're like, yeah, it wasn't really good. (laughs) Like, it was kind of depressing. Well, the thing is, the documentary is made for fans. So even the movies that are really bad they kind of like they dance around it they're like oh it was the well, worst they're of like the oh well we like this part except or, when they get to five like they all flat out say like five was a piece of garbage almost killed the franchise well it did kill the franchise because the next movie they killed them they did but that one made money the sixth one and then yeah and then well, of course Nightmare, it's gonna make money it's the really last one good. Well, then they said they were talking about New Nightmare, which is really good, and they were like, oh, yeah, this one didn't make money. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. It was sort of the precursor to Scream, though, so I think people are always going to remember it as being sort of an influential movie. It was a a horror movie that critics liked, which is rare. But it's also a sign that the movie's not going to do particularly well when the critics are praising it. This this does not have what we want in horror movies. It has a story. <laughs> no, ju- very few jump scares. 
Yeah, there weren't a lot of jump scares, and Freddy wasn't as funny in it. That's when I gave up on the horror movies, when they were like 90% jump scares. I gave up on them when they were 90% remakes, and the remakes were never better. Sometimes so you'll sometimes like, you'll get new horror movies that do particularly well, like the uh, sort of, sort of tie things back together to the the Black Cast. The Jordan Peele horror movies have been thought well thought of. The Get Out and Us. Well, I know I know like good ones have come out, but some horror movies she's had me watch. I just don't understand. Like she had me watch this. Uh, what the fuck was it? It was called The Conjuring, mm-hmm. and it, it was not like badly done. But the problem was you had, like, the main characters, like, there was a family in, like, a haunted house, but the main characters were, like, these paranormal investigators or something. Mm. And it's like when you have someone who understands everything that's going on, they're not scared. So if your main characters are not scared, why is the audience scared? Mm-hmm. And that, that – Well, there's – you that. don't always need that, though, to have a scary movie. I'm I'm thinking well, Evil Dead. Ash was never really afraid. Like maybe at the beginning, but you know, most of that movie is him being a badass. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, Evil Dead is the shits, and Evil Dead Two is the 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 good one, and it it's funnier. And then <laughs> Army of Darkness is a comedy. It's, uh, I'd it's say it's an action. I'd say it's an it's, I'd say it's an action movie. Well, it's a comedy action movie though, which is it's my favorite. By the way, it's a great movie. Fucking love that. Yeah, well, that was, there was our uh, pre-show rant. There you go. All right. With that out of the way, let's go into our next segment, this week's books. Nice. Uh, did you hear that, Alex, or no? Because I actually the folks heard I could hear. Sound. I could hear. I could hear it at the end. Okay. I don't know what happened there. Okay, cool. Um, that is I got, from Mother I got, Three. I guys. got my Raspberry Pi all set up. Ooh, my nice. Retro Pi. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I bought an HDMI uh, like a switch because mm-hmm. I only have three inputs on my TV, and I have like fifteen fucking devices. <laughs> the front, of my, the front of my TV looks like it's hooked up to fucking life support. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to order one of these deals. So then I just have to plug one thing in. And it was one day delivery from Amazon. I was nice. so hyped. I've never had anything that was one day delivery. Oh, you poor soul. So I ordered it yesterday. I got it today. And I was like, oh, this is f-. I'm like, I wish this was more exciting. <laughs> like, it's just something that makes my life slightly easier. Well, I'm curious. I mean, not that I really need it because I just have the PC because I emulate everything now. But does that screw up any of the quality the hdmi uh, no no everything looks fine it it's it like supports up to 4k it's got all these icons on it it's like oh you can do fucking 3d you can do 4k you can do yeah but sometimes those, those those you splitters can... tend to sometimes derogate the quality of the it everything looked fine and i was watching um uh I was streaming like movies and shit and they all looked fine. So 
Right. Yeah, no, no complaints. Is that it why works. you picked Mother Three then? Uh, well, because I I was flipping because it's got the one I got has one hundred and thirty thousand games on it. Nice. So I'm I'm never gonna play you know ninety nine percent of these, but I was just flipping through to see what it had, and they it's broken down really nice. Like in each system, it then breaks it down into Japan, North America, Europe unreleased uh hacks and then translated and uh game boy advance had a translated section and mother three was one of the games in there so i'm like ah i could play it again did you play mother three before i presume you played mother three before uh playing you played earthbound before playing mother three right i i played earthbound when it came out Mm. when i was a kid um mother three i played day one when the translation was released did you know anything about the story when you played that game? Uh, I knew no, because I avoided spoilers. I mean, I, I remember seeing pictures from Mother 64, and like that stuff is all in the game. But the the, the core story, no, because I, I, I followed the translation as it was going on. So because of that, I knew that like the fucking Earthbound fans are insane. So like, they played through the game in Japanese and shit and like they knew everything about it. So I, uh, I avoided those parts and I just watched the, they had a little deal that said how close they were to completion. Nice. I just watched that. So it was all a surprise when I played it. Cool. All right. Let's go into this week's books, which include Punisher Kill Crew 4, Marauders 1, King Thor 2, Middle West 12, Freedom Fires 10, Flash 81, Books of Magic 13, Sec and to open up this week's books, we have Second Coming number four, publisher Ahoy Comics, writer Mark Russell, art by Richard Pace. Um I I I thought this was the weakest issue. I did as well. This was a transition issue, really. Mm-hmm. Uh it was almost like th- this is five issues, right? I don't know how long it's supposed to go. I I will check comic list right now, but I'm not under the impression this is it's no, it's going six issues, five, four, six. Okay, that's fine then, because I thought if this is issue four, and the next issue is five, this issue is a fucking waste. But I don't know. It was just it was slow. Jesus got arrested in the last issue, and through reasons they never they didn't adequately explain um his name sunspot sunstar sunstar that's a terrible name he uh decided he needed help from other superheroes <laughs> which are <laughs> fucking jobbers there was well they, they did identify that it's like he has every power he can do anything it kind of leaves us with nothing to do well but he said like he's like they're like, so why do you need us? Because they were in like a – that actually was kind of cute. They were like in a meeting for superheroes who who feel unappreciated. <laughs> um, But he like comes to them and he's like, I need your help. But he's like, well, because with all my power and stuff, I can't be everywhere at once. And then he immediately jumps into a car with them and goes to 
the prison where he knows Jesus is, thus invalidating his entire reason for needing them. <laughs> like, he came up with this ridiculous plan where, like, okay, you're going to build a fucking bomb and set the bomb off and you're going to – I don't even know what the fuck They're going to have to evacuate the building and that's when we come inside and save Jesus. Yeah, and we're going to save Jesus. And instead he just flew in and grabbed Jesus and flew away. Jesus did have some interesting talks about – he got a copy of the New Testament uh, from the prison. Oh, by the way, that was another – this is such a small thing, and I understand it works for the story. When you are arrested for, like, vagrancy, which is effectively what he's arrested for, he never went before a judge. He wouldn't be in a fucking prison. Well – he wouldn't be put in a cell just to hold him? Yeah, he'd be put in a holding cell, but he was in, like, a prison. Ah, that's life, true. Which is ridiculous. Like, he's, like, going to going to eat in the cafeteria. with the, That's not how it works. Like, you'd be put in a holding cell until you go before a judge the next day. Like, but whatever. For the purposes of the story, it was fine. Um, because they wanted to have a scene where the... Uh, where the Christian Nazi group were going to attack him because they're like, are you from this country? Or no, he called him Jesus, and they're like, they're basically, are you a Mexican? He's like, I were you Jesus? And they're like, were you born in this country? And he's like, well, no, I wasn't. And then he's like, and I haven't had a job for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he's being totally honest, but he's saying, are you, are you here to take our jobs? And he's like, well, I am a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they're going to fight him, but they go to stab him with a plastic spork, but his cellmate, who eats pine cones and likes being in prison because he's fucking goofball, uh, jumps in front of the spork and takes the sporking for him, <laughs> which he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm really sorry about that. And they explained how they got the New Testament wrong because nobody who wrote it was uh was actually with him there were like people <laughs> who like heard what he said but they were further away so they only heard part of it the funny thing is though what he was saying in that line that's in the bible like yeah it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense in the like, bible that was actually in the bible and here he's criticizing for he's like well i said that i didn't say, i said that part but they I, left the other part that I mentioned it as part of the message. Yeah, and I think I think the point of it was um because they just followed it up with the with the Nazi guys is people they, they don't actually hear the message. Mm -hmm. I mean him him attacking the Bible for it and then misquoting the Bible was a bit off, but I still I think I understood the point he was getting at. Well, I get the feeling Mark Russell is the guy that he's obviously done research, but I don't think he's grown up with the bible so he has sort of a passing knowledge but in I, instances like this yes it really shows how little he knows i think i i think the core of the story is trying to say like the and that's why i don't know why he would attack the bible itself well because it, well, he wants to he wanted to be provocative and get people talking about his book yeah, he's I done guess, he's but... done several books in the past that have done with controversial material but none of them have really picked up as much as this book i still i still don't feel it's insulting uh to, the way god portrays a little insulting well 
Yes, the way God is. God met with the devil at the end of the issue, by the way, because the devil uh, is trying to convince convince uh, he tried to convince Jesus, and but now he's trying to convince God, like, hey, they're gonna fucking murder your son again, and he's saying he doesn't want because if that happens, then God's gonna destroy the earth and start over. And the devil what? doesn't want that to happen, presumably because he would be destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but God comes down. He's like, all right, what do you want to tell me about my son? He's wearing his fucking Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and then and I'm, and, and I'm sorry, Cap, which I don't understand the reference to that. Huh? God was wearing a hat that said, I'm sorry. And I don't know what that gets at. I, I don't know. There was a cool little instance where notice. when Jesus was talking to his cellmate and he was like, Oh, why don't you just do some kind of miracles again? Cause people are sort oh, of, that ske- was funny. people are sort of skeptical of you and whether or not you really are the son of God. He's like, why don't you just do miracles again? I remember reading about that. He's like, look, the miracles were a big mistake. All right. Cause that's <laughs> at, at some, at some point I stopped being a, uh, a savior trying to get people to forget about their misery and death. And and then basically is like yeah, and basically I just became a wish granter. Wish list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he they showed him like you know he's he's healing the he's healing the sick, and then people are up to him. And they're like, yeah, there's this hat I really want. <laughs> <laughs> there's this camel I had my eye on. <laughs> yeah, and that was actually really funny. That was a logical reason for why he wouldn't want to do that though. So I I appreciate that. No. It, I'm not going to give up on the series. I just thought... Well, you you know know what? There was a point where I kind of wanted to give up on the series, but we've only got two more issues to go. We might as well just finish it. Yeah, I'll finish it out. He's got... Russell has a really nice message he's trying to push in this, which is basically Jesus didn't want you to be an asshole. More or less. He's going... Well, that's the core of it. But, I mean, you know, he's 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 got to tell a story, so he's got to do a little more with it. Because that, that, that message doesn't support a six-issue comic series. Well, I still feel like this series has a little bit more potential. I, I feel like there's more. We'll see could... how it ends. I, when, we read, when we have it done, like when we read it as a whole. I think at all. Yeah, and there's there's some things though I would really like to see more growth with, like especially I thought this book was going to be really focused on Jesus and Sunstar's relationship. Well, because and... he got he got separated from him. I I think you could argue Sunstar has, is slightly a better person. It's just he went a little off track. Yeah, but the whole point of the series is they were supposed to learn from each other, and you got a little bit of that with I think an issue or two ago. And you really haven't got any more of it in this issue, and I get the feeling this next issue is going to be about reuniting them, and then we only got one more issue left. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so that's going to do it for Ahoy Comics. Let's move on to DC with Books of Magic 13, writer Cat Howard, art by Tom Fowler. Um, the, there were two kind of big things in this issue. Um, one of them was the, I guess, the more plot-driven part of the story. Um, his uh, not girlfriend goes to uh, talk to some new lady at the school who is apparently in league with uh, with Doctor Rose. There has been helping, uh, who's been helping Tim out, and 
she basically, you know, she's talking to her about what happened to her, and she's like, all right, just drop the bullshit. You're talking about magic. And since she says that, she's like, okay, I can talk. And then she admits to her that uh, she knows Tim killed the teacher. And she's like, well, you're going to take Tim away now, right? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and she explains he he had his reasons for doing what he did. And sometimes with magic, you know, the best thing to do is to just leave it alone. And we only later find out she's from this same group that Rose is. So she goes to meet with Rose and basically says, Hey, this shit's kind of breaking down. Do you still got control of this? And she's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got total control of this. And she's like, all right. And she's reminding him, like, if this fucking kid's going to go bad, like you got to kill him. And she's like, yeah, I know what my job is. And she's like, yeah, my job is to make sure you do your job. And then she goes off, so a little threatening there. Well, my favorite, um, my favorite part of the story was... Tim fixing his dad. Well, yeah, Tim fixing his dad, but obviously going back to the girl, there was a point where she was being confronted, and she said, okay, uh, did he kill all these people? Okay, okay, whatever. And at some point, she's like, okay, I can cast a spell on you, and you're going to forget everything that happened, and you'll go back to your life. Because you can tell she's visually shaken up by the whole ordeal. Them. And but, she chooses. But she says she doesn't. She doesn't want. She's to. all. Well, you are you still guys going to be running around with your magic? He's like, yeah. I kind of want to know you guys exist. Yeah, like now that I know about this, even though it's scary, I I don't want to forget. So, yeah. Um, and then Tim, he's trying to break the spell on his dad, and he at first he doesn't succeed, but in the end he does. Um. I wasn't really sure how he accomplished this because he, when he first tried it, he just made the spells stronger, and then somehow he he actually got through. He 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 just did shit with his dad, which we've never seen him do. And the implication was when his mom disappeared, his dad just kind of shut off. Like you know, before Tim shut him off with the fucking, it's fine, everything's fine. Um, his dad just wasn't present, so like he. You know, his dad likes fucking baking shows, so he's like, all right, let's bake a cake. And the first crack was, it, it's all fucked up because the dad's not doing anything and Tim is, and he, like, burns the fucking cake, and his dad laughs. So he's like, okay, we're getting somewhere. So then, like, he takes him to go, like, you know, fucking eat some fish and chips or whatever the fuck out in the park, and the dad starts, he starts talking for the first time, and he's, like, remembering all this shit and he's kicking the soccer ball around with him and stuff. And then in the end, they're sitting down by a tree. And Tim's like, all right, so mom's gone and she's probably not coming back. Mm -hmm. And since she left, like, you haven't really been there for me. I I need you because, like, we only got each other now. And, like, I, I need you to be there. And he's like, yeah, we could try that, son, basically. And they hug. And then, you know issue ends so that that was a that was a nice well they alluded to something there was a dark version of tim out there yes uh in the very end the evil version of tim uh appeared and i don't know what's going on yeah that was a cliffhanger for the next issue again i want to put over uh, cat howard as being the best writer as far as a book i want to read real quick Everything yeah. reads – this, this is a broken record at this point, but I just love the way – everything reads really fast, but at the same point, I never feel like I have to discount something just so I can you know, read this quickly. 
Uh, I, I agree. I feel like I get the gist of the story, and it always reads really well. All right, let's move on to Flash 81. This is supposed to be Year of the Villain tie-in. It's written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins. I suppose it was kind of a well, Year the of end. the Villain tie-in. The end was. Um. Okay, so the the big... The big thing in this issue was it was the fight between um, Black Black Flash. Every time I say that, I feel like I have to I- explain it. Black Death. Um, Black Death. The, <laughs> the, the fucking skeleton Flash who wears a black costume. Yes. He's you, trying to kill him. You filthy racist. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just having fun at your expense. I'm, Continue. I'm, I'm, it's it's very hard to not discuss. be racist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So him and Reverse Flash are fighting, and he eventually decides that. Uh, they fight and he wants to, you know, he wants to be the hero because he was never, he was never really uh, a bad guy. And, um, it turns out cause he, uh, his, his, like his dad or his mentor got murdered by, uh, cause his whole story that they told a while ago was he was like a detective or something and, or he was a criminal profiler. And there was this, not the Joker, but another guy who wore a clown mask and, like, broke the law. But then he ended up shooting his mentor, and he'd never used a gun before. And it turned out uh, Professor Zoom, OG Reverse Flash, gave him the gun because Flash ran the gun for Prince. And it had the clown's Prince, but it also had Thawne's Prince, Mm -hmm. you know, Reverse Flash, real Reverse Flash. So he fucked it up. And he also... You know, he's responsible for Barry's parents dying, so everybody fucking hates him. He's the ultimate evil, but he eventually he sacrifices himself to restore the force wall that kept out the other forces, So, which should technically take away all the force-powered people, but it should also... Uh, um, give the flashes their powers back because mm-hmm. they were losing their powers. Um, that kind of happened. They kept saying they felt weird and something changed, but they didn't really explain what. And then everything goes to hell because the rogues with their new superpowers are doing something. And city looks like it's about to blow up or whatever. So they did show a little bit of the newly powered rogues. And I, I will give them, they do look more threatening. Yeah. They're not the same goofballs that you expect from before. And this is the end of the story. And the next story is the fucking rogues are running shit. Yeah. A little deceiving call on this, a year of the villain tie in though. Well, it leads into a year of the villain. Yeah, and they established at the end of the book that, you know, they all got their powers from Luther, 
And it's all supposed to be with this giant storyline of Doom always wins. But, unfortunately, they just ended a story saying Reverse Flash was behind all this shit. And that has nothing And to do now with we're going to do a story with the Rogues. So, it's like... I'm co- I'm co- I imagine he's been writing this book so long. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can imagine is he's going to deal with this Rogues story. And then his... Because this is... Uh, isn't this the guy who's going to be writing Batman? No. Who's writing Batman? Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but it's, uh, something Tylon the Fourth. What does he write? Um, because I liked him enough that I said I, 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 I want to read Batman. He's written stuff here and there for both companies, but I can't tell you right off the bat what he's written because this is this was written by Joshua Williamson, so this wasn't. Oh, I like guys him. Write Batman. I'm just gonna look up what he wrote real fast, but yeah, I think he's well, maybe not. Um, That's why I said he's written things here and there, but I'm worried long term about this new Batman writer because I've, from what I've read, it's never been overtly bad. Although if you pull up some of his uh his work, it may be, but you know, well, he wrote he he wrote Detective Comics for like a hundred issues that seems like the way to go if you're going to bring a person in to write batman let him write you bring Thomas someone Cole. who's already been writing batman well yeah cause you, you already know what he's going to do with the character now he's just been given the flagship title he's written a lot of shit good or bad and i don't when i say shit i don't mean bad i mean oh, okay both he wrote fucking 52 issues of batman eternal like he's written a lot of fucking batman but he wrote he wrote other stuff too. He hasn't. He he wrote one. You, you, he wrote one issue of Amazing X Men. You know the whole gimmick of uh, Batman Forever and why specifically it's fifty two issues, right? Batman Eternal. Oh, Eternal! Batman Eternal. You know what the gimmick with that was, was right? Came out every week. Yep. Oh, he was one of the writers on yeah. it. Yeah, because I remember at some point, I think Snyder was at the helm of that. So the idea yeah, he wrote them all. He's written, he is definitely tenured at DC, so, yeah, I'm I'm fine with giving him a try. He actually wrote Year of the Villain number one. I don't know if that's a good so, thing, though. I don't know. He's openly bisexual. That's the information on his personal life. Is that's that, it. That's the only thing going on in this man's life. Well, and comic books. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so he's, uh, he's not wasn't, writing... wasn't a bad issue. I'm, I'm, I, I had said the whole forces thing. I was kind of over. We're gonna have a big week next week. By the way, <laughs> I was looking at. So for where we're supposed to come from his uh, biography when he's not writing comics, having sex with a man or a woman. Yes. Which there are worse things to do in life. I suppose. <laughs> I remember Jim Starling. I don't know if it was him specifically, but I think it was him in that Marvel history um, book where he specifically said, he's like, all I want to do is do acid, have sex, and write comic books. And that's it. <laughs> nice. What's next? Now he's a sweet old man. Freedom Fighters, number 10 of 12, writer Robert Venditti, art by Eddie Barros. So because uh, Black Condor fucked up at issue nine and... They sent Black Condor in to steal the Plastic Man serum, which they were then going to shoot Uncle Sam up with so he could take the place of Hitler II and pretty much end the 
the Nazi control. Mm-hmm. But Black Condor, since he went to Detroit and all of like his family and the people he grew up with were basically slaves there, he could not have this. It was supposed to be a covert mission, but he just seeing them there and realizing that he escaped and fucking left them all there. He could not deal with this. So he incited a revolt. Um, and during the fight, he ended up getting the plastic man serum, but instead of leaving because they all needed his help, he took it himself. So now he's black condor with plastic man powers. Problem is they explain later, the whole reason uncle Sam was going to take it is because uncle Sam is not a human. He, he is just an avatar for the American spirit. So they assumed him taking it would give him the powers, but he wouldn't die. However, Black Condor taking it means in about two months, he's going to fucking die. So that was kind of a dumb move on his part. Well, but, he seemed cool with it, though. Well, by inciting the rebellion, which I'm not sure how this happened, but this somehow appears on TV. Mm. Oh, it was because uh, their buddy uh, hacked into the TV shit. So they could see it. So all the people see that Detroit's rioting. So they're like, eh, fuck the Nazis. And everybody starts fucking rioting and killing the Nazis. And because of that, uh, Uncle Sam, he's fully powered up again. Because the people believe in America again. Because they're fucking murdering Nazis. (laughs) And that shows that you, when, when America is occupied by fucking Nazis and you start murdering the Nazis, you damn sure believe in America. Because there's nothing more American than revolution. So, uh, he's super powered now and can grow to a giant man size. And he's busting his way into the, into the bunker to go get, uh, Hitler 2. To go get, to go get Hitler 2. But Hitler 3 has stopped torturing Human Bomb and, uh, and Doll Girl there, who tells Human Bomb, listen, if this shit goes sideways, you gotta, she basically tells him, you, you gotta explode bigger than you've ever exploded before. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't do that because we don't know what'll happen. She's like, I don't give a shit if it cracks the world in half. We ain't letting the fucking Nazis win. So she's fucking hardcore. But he's like, all right, I'll do it if it's the last option. So Hitler three goes up to go find his dad, Hitler two. And he's like, Hey, you gotta let, uh, Overman out. And at this point, like the, his fucking, his fucking dad, Hitler Jr. is, um, he's watching the video and he's like, we're fucked. Like mm-hmm. Uncle Sam's got the fucking superpowers. He's like, we can't let Overman out. What the fuck would the people think? He's half a robot and he's all stitched together. The only reason he works is if he's fucking superpowered and this isn't the real Overman's fucking robot we built. And he's like, no, you gotta fucking release him. He's like, no, it's too late. We've already lost dad was right about me i can't be the fuhrer and then so he fucking slashes his throat his dad hitler jr kills his dad and then he's looking at the nazis who are standing around watching this and he's like all right you guys can say what you want but only if it's the two words i want to hear they all go heil hitler and then he's like yes let's let's release over man now here's the deal that character was beaten up by a much less powerful team. Now that Uncle Sam has all his powers back, how threatening is a fucked up robot? Yeah, but this is this is all they have, though. 
Well, I know, but it's like it, that was ending like it was supposed to be shocking or whatever. And it's like they already fucked him up once. And now Uncle Sam is like powered by millions and millions of Americans wanting to beat the shit out of Nazis. Like, I, I don't know how much luck you're going to have, but I guess, you know, we only got two issues left. So, yep. We'll see. We'll see. I like this comic. I'm happy it was it's, 12 issues. It's fun. It's interesting. I do like the, the Uncle Sam cast of characters. It's done. A, I, I wish we had them in the 40s. I just feel like that'd be a much better fit for these characters. I understand why it's not. I understand this book has a hook that it's, uh, really into. It's, 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 it's in one of the multiverse worlds. So. Yeah, I know. Earth 33 or something. I just like the idea of you have all these cool uh, characters from the 40s. And I kind of want to see them in their prime, but, you know, they're telling a, a story in modern day, and I get why everybody needs to be updated versions of their original characters, but it is what it is, baby. Yes, it is. If you will. All right, so that's going to do it for the DC portion of the show. Let's move on to Image with our only title from them. Middle West number 12, writer Scotty Young, art by George Corona. This was a step up from the last couple issues. They also read really fast too, but I think um the problem was when when we get bogged down in uh Abel whining about how much his life sucks cuz he has a monster. Also, you I, forget I think, to read issues. Huh? Also, you forget to read issues as well. That probably Well, that help. causes a problem, but he probably just did more whining in those issues. I find that to be tedious, but this one where, you know, something actually happened. So he's getting taken to Raider Farms, which is where they grow the – and they said what it was, the pink shit that powers everything. It's methane, yeah. Well, it wasn't called that. I thought it was. No, it it had a, it had a name. Um, yes, I thought methane was the name. No, no, no. Give me, give me a sec. Give All right. Me a sec. All right, dog. This, right, is, brother. this is this is important because we've been asking what the fuck that shit is. Apparently it grows though. So But it's a fuel it's that of, they use to power just about everything. Yeah, but it's like magic. Well, in the sense that it grows. They one of the kids did mention when they were harvesting it, if there's an accident or something and it gets on you, it will burn you to death and there's nothing they could do to stop it from burning. So obviously Eth- they're ethol. Okay. So Not similar. ethanol, ethol. I don't know why in my mind I just naturally read that. And then the the combination of it's very similar to ethanol. It's 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 well, yeah, kind of. It's energy from a crop, so I guess yeah. I, I guess my well, brain anyway, is superimposed ethanol. They're all they're all Fox is fucking looking for him, and he he's running down. He can't find him, but he eventually comes across the traveling carnival. And uh old man fights with the sister, old lady, and basically tells her, quit being a bitch <laughs> and fucking put a stop to this. And she's like, oh, I don't know if we can do anything. He's like, yeah. And if you want to put a stop to this asshole when he had like one farm when we had a chance, but instead, no, you wanted to hide. And now look, he's fucking kidnapping hundreds of kids, using them as slave labor, fucking taking over half the um, half middle deer, you bitch. So she's she's going to go for it cuz robot was for it too. So they're going to go try to rescue him. Um the kids all see what's up and they're all getting lined up and one of the kids is like, "Hey, fuck this, let's run for it." So he does. 
This one kid runs for it, and he gets straight murdered. <laughs> they killed a fucking little kid in this issue. They paid him to death, yes. Yeah, he gets shot, and then the fucking guy who runs the farm fucking stepped on his head. That was... That was very brutal. I, I, he basically I said don't if, know why. If you guys, if any of you guys have the same idea that you're going to leave, well, yeah, this, this woman do you. This is, this is what happens. There's probably one in every group. That's how they keep them in line. Yep. Um, the, uh, the, so that was two of our characters, what they were doing. Abel's dad, however, is, uh, wandering around the countryside looking for his son. Oh. And he, uh, so they they did something with the dad here where um they suggested that by his son leaving he finally realized he was a giant asshole and it was his fault the kid left and you know cuz he's talking about how he's probably scared and then he kind of you know he kind of dropped to his knees and he's like you know and he left because of me he left because of what i did so he feels really bad about it, but he's also angry that no one will help him. So he turns into giant storm monster and destroys the town he was in. Well, you know, you got brought with, uh, got to stick with what brought him to the dance, right? Yeah, but I mean, the fact that he, he did feel bad and he admitted he did something wrong. Yeah, he was, like he, that. he was crying. He's genuinely scared for his son. He wants his son back. He feels yeah, upset that, at what happened. No, it, it was a really, well, nice. and he also, he clearly blames, he, he he blames himself for his son having to go through this, not just because he left, but because these fucking storm monster powers he yeah, had apparently come from his dad. Well, so he from, feels bad about actually, that. Actually, it comes too. from his grandfather, if you'd read that issue. Well, okay, but still, his dad had the kid, mm. so he he is responsible for his creation, and therefore... It is his fault that his life is the shit. Now, I will say this. I hate to nitpick, but I'm going to. We never really had where he had his coming to Jesus moment where he finally had the, the big turn. Because at first he wanted to it find was his... There. It It just, he seemed like to turn on a dime. Because before Ooh, he was hey. looking for his son, but he was doing so in a really, like, angry way that, he, you know, you get the feeling that if he finds Abel, he just may just, he may just kill the kid. Well, I just think, um. No, there was that issue where he got slapped around. Yeah, and I did read that. But we also, um, we, we don't follow him because the story's not about him. Yeah. So you can, you can assume this has been going on for some time. He's probably been traveling for some time. And since he's by himself, he's probably been thinking about all this. I can understand where the character came to this realization without actually seeing it. Okay, that, that was my only real nitpick. I like I like where the story is going, and the solicitations they at, they advertise this as the end of the arc, which I don't know what that means. Is this a new storyline where it's going to be the father trying to get the son out of the forced labor camps of the for the kids? No, it's issue twelve, so they could release a twelve issue trade. Ah, cheeky bastard. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for Image. Let's move on to Marvel with King Thor, two of four. Writer Jason Aaron, art by Aceta Rubik. Which, by the way, since I'm bringing up the artist, he's kind of hit and miss, and in this, he was an absolute hit. Love no, this. this looks very good. Love the artist. Um, however, the issue, the issue ended on a cliffhanger, which was completely ruined 
by immediately following it with the cover of the next issue where <laughs> Thor is fine. Uh, not that I was assuming Thor was dead. So Well, it's King so. Thor, so he very well may just die. No, because King Thor was on the cover of the next issue holding Molnir, getting ready to fight Gore. Uh, well, because so, we've never had misleading covers before in, in the history I of comics. I don't think they're misleading that because if Thor is dead on issue two of four of King Thor, <laughs> it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Loki could be dead. Well, if Probably I'm, not. Isn't present day Thor also the king? He is in the movies. I believe he's also. Remember at the end of uh, War of the Realms, Odin... Bequeath the title of All Father oh, yeah, to Thor. Make him All Father. All Father Thor. Sorry. Um, yeah, so maybe he is. I don't want to go through this step by step. It looked really good. It was a cool fight. Gore fucked up Loki, and then Loki escaped and went to fight Thor with him more. Thor was ready to kick Gore's ass, but Gore made a gigantic all black sword. That he can cut planets in half with, <laughs> which is a little unwieldy and not overly effective against Thor because it's fucking gigantic. It'd be like hitting a fly with a fucking broadsword. But uh, yeah, he controls it with his mind. Um, he does reveal that his goal is to murder every living thing and then restart reality with a new group of beings that have no concept of God, mm-hmm. which is what he wants. He he was going to let the humans live, but they still worship Thor, so they're they're just too far gone. After everything horrible that's happened to them, they still worship a god. Those idiots, so we have to kill them. I still found uh, it interesting that we had the revelation of why Gore came or how Gore came back. Basically, Loki brought him back to kill Thor and then eventually kill himself. Yes. Cause you, they kept alluding that Loki thought he was perfectly capable of killing Thor all by himself. But they, well, it's, he can't cause it's his brother. Yeah, but that's what, he, well, he thought eventually he was going to find it in, in his way. To, but the thing is, he knew he could kill or he thought he could kill Thor, but really at the end of the day, he brought in Gore cause he knew he couldn't kill himself. And he wanted yes. Gore to kill them all. Yes. So, but uh, Thor did reveal to Loki that, you know, that stuff I told you about how mom said you're fucking worthless, that, that wasn't As true. I predicted. What she actually said was the last thing she said is, watch out for your brother. One day he's going to save all of reality. So in King Thor, apparently in the end, Loki is going to be the hero. <laughs> Remember, because when the series started off, they built up Loki as the big bad. Like, he was going to be the the final villain of uh, the Aaron run, because so far he hasn't really done... He's done stuff here and there where Loki's been instrumental to try to kill Thor, but really he hasn't yeah, done... Yeah, but then he always comes back and it turns out he's a good guy. Yeah, whereas this series seemed like it was going to be all about Loki, and they quickly subvert your expectations by bringing back Gore. It's a, He's the god of mischief, not the god of evil. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like when they push him too far to the I'm evil and I want to destroy everything. What the fuck is the God of Mischief going to do if he destroys everything? He'll do nothing. There's no mischief. Well, also Ridiculous. Lies. Also lies. But yeah, then uh, Gore covers them in uh, black shit and all the light goes out and 
Thor's going to escape. It's all right. It's a really good run. I'm I'm really disappointed. It's only four issues, but uh, maybe uh, he's he's had fucking ten years to write this goddamn story. Yeah, but not a story with King Thor. It's fine. I would have liked his last. I guess he did. His last run did end modern Thor's story for him. He made him king, Mm -hmm. and he got his hammer. I was under the impression he was going to bring back all the Thors, but I guess he already he's already gone to that well twice. I don't think he wants to go up for a third time. And he's ending it with, I mean, on the one hand, you'd you'd want Thor's last battle to be against Loki, because it's Loki, but he has explained, they did fight, and he has explained in this, you know, why maybe, you know, they're still brothers, maybe they shouldn't be fighting, maybe that wouldn't be appropriate for the last Thor story. So he brings back the first villain he created for Thor, Mm -hmm. which is fine, it makes sense. And they'll kill him in the end, Gore's gonna die. Aww. Well, somebody can bring him back and, oh, the fucking black, which by the way, the black sword comes from a god. So, like. Gore is not oblivious to irony, though. Just take it for what it is. Fucking around in Silver Surfer Black. It's Silver Surfer's fault that Gore did all this. Mm -hmm. In the end. It's all Silver Surfer's fault. It's a fucking Silver Surfer. He's probably <laughs> floating through space, whining, not with uh, not with Dawn anymore. Well, she's dead. That was bullshit. She died from natural causes. In the future? No, in the past. Whatever. It's all fucked up. Never should have killed her. <sighs> but the thing is, would anyone really used her, though, considering the way he's been written since? Yeah, they're writing him like he was written in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. So he might as well just killed off the character. He flew around with uh, Thing's wife back in the day. Yeah, well, now she's a married woman. Well, yeah. It's all right. I don't know. I just like that. I like those two characters and how they talked to each other. It was neat. It was was fun. She she called him on his bullshit. I, I'm glad they didn't keep the character around because eventually at some point someone may have ruined her. Well, I'll always remember that run. <laughs> yep. Okay, in yeah. a book, in a book I didn't expect to like, but I did. Marauders number one were Jerry Duggan art by Mati, Mato Lolly. I really like this. This is a book where I'm reading it and I decided I'm, I'm, I'm going to read. If there's a new number one by Jerry Duggan, which there is next week, I'm going oh. to read it. Cause, because I like it. He is good. I will say this. This and I believe the next book was also written by Jerry Duggan. Yes, it was. Did, did you, which is the greatest book ever written. Did you <laughs> notice in this book, a book which largely focused on Kitty Pride, what she did not do? Um, huh. I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm being stupid. She uh, did not mention she was a Jew a single time. She didn't attack anybody with a menorah. <laughs> they, they used her as a character I will and did nev- not define her by her religion. I will never forget that as long as I live. Menorah, yes. Kitty attacking Apocalypse with a menorah. That was fantastic. <laughs> if, like, if you need to encapsulate everything I hate, uh, most people are right. You know, Kitty Pride. It's, it's, it's her not- attacking Apocalypse with a menorah. <laughs> In a world with no menorahs. <laughs> and she, so, and she is the only, uh, outward Jew. 
So the so the the long form story in this is Kitty can't use the Krakoa gates, which doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Yeah, they haven't explained it. I'm sure it's something White Queen is doing. I hope it's not. Oh, she's not man. a mutant, and after all this time, to she, get her to she's not because re- they've established so far that only mutants can travel through the portals. Yeah, but I think she's a mutant. Well, they well they also I, well, I don't think it's she's not a mutant. Also, I think they I, I I scratched that. They may have established that they also need to be welcomed, or they need to come with somebody. Which I don't think it's that. I, I think it's no, because she couldn't. She tried to go through uh, later because she was leaning against it and she couldn't get in. And that's when Wolverine and Iceman were there because I, they asked. Because um, she can go to Krakoa. Like if you're, it's not just the gates. You're not supposed to be able to be on Krakoa unless you're a mutant or like you know the ground will fucking swallow you really like i didn't did, know that was uh, i didn't know that was a thing saber-tooth. well yeah because Krakoa is a living thing and presumably if a non-mutant is there i get the would, feeling at some point we're gonna get non and also they would have copied her um her genetic shit and her psyche because they were talking about that how you know, oh well, even if we die, we'll. Come, well, can I can I explain back, why maybe which, I think what's going to be part of the reason for that in the future? Because remember, so far on that that uh, that mutant console, they have a bunch of uh, you know prominent mutants, and Emma Frost has had two chairs, and one of them has been a mystery because one of them was occupied, obviously, by her. I get the feeling they're going to add Kitty to that. And I get the feeling the whole point is going to be Kitty is not cool with any of this stuff. That's just me. No, because I, I think because what they tried to do in this is they tried to develop her character. Mm-hmm. They they tried to make her different. And um, the new Kitty as presented in this, I think, would be OK with what's going on. This is the issue, however, that made me question things like, OK, so every mutant they're taking, like, what about like eight-year-old mutants who have parents? Uh, they don't. Who are have, human? They don't develop mutant powers until they hit puberty. Okay, well, even then, like, they, you know, they're twelve, thirteen. You're fucking taking them away from their parents because there are a lot of young fucking kids on Krakoa, I don't and I just suddenly realized they, their their parents for- aren't there. I don't think anyone's forced to grow to Krakoa. I thought they all had to. No. Did they not? I don't okay. believe it. Because you have to remember, I believe there's other mutants outside of everybody in Krakoa. Well, okay. So here's the here's the core gimmick of the book. And Kitty is in charge of it since she doesn't really want to be on Krakoa since she can't easily get there. Although she did do a supply run for them. Bringing Wolverine, they, they showed one of the text pages, which are apparently going to be in all these books was Wolverine's list to Kitty for what to bring to Krakoa, which included coffee, because they haven't convinced Krakoa to grow it yet, uh, as much beer as possible, a (laughs) case of whiskey, ribs from a specific place, Cuban sandwiches (laughs) from a specific place. I just thought it was funny that Wolverine asked for all this shit. They don't have meat on Krakoa, and Wolverine's not really cool with eating vegetables. I thought they did. No, because everything's grown by Krakoa. Then what were they barbecuing in the last issue of X-Men? Uh, they probably brought it back. They had somebody bring it back because they could travel oh, through the portals. Okay. But, you know, it's it's hard to get in and out. Well, it shouldn't be because America, they have 
I don't think they're isolationist. I think they just want all the mutants to live there. Okay. Well, anyway, so the gimmick of this book is uh, Emma came up with an idea, and that's this is why I think Emma um, is behind her not being able to use the gates, um, where she would lead a group that would go after all the mutants who can't get to the gates, who want to come. For whatever reason why. I think they established that in Brazil. Well, like, the government has set these giant monsters up by the gateway. Yeah, and in Russia... Because Russia's evil again now, um, they set up a Iron Man knockoff who could shoot people with stuff that turns off mutant powers, and a bunch of soldiers in front of the gateway, so none of the Russian mutants could leave. Um, so that was Emma's. I'm going to give you a giant fucking boat, and you're going to be the captain. And you're going to lead a team and you're going to go help these people or whatever. And she doesn't agree at first, but they end up going to Russia and they beat because of Kitty, which is correct. Uh, by the way, she's Kate now. She's not Kitty. Good. <laughs> that was um, one of the things they brought up too. They're like, in all the years, how are, how are they still calling you Kitty? Uh, well, they were able to defeat uh, the evil Russians and the evil Russian guy because of Kitty. Because um, she phased through him, and when she does that, it fucks up technology. So it turned his power off, and then she beat the shit out of some guys. And to show that she's a little more harder edge now, she did some shit like she fucking phased a gun through two guys' legs and then made it <laughs> solid. So they had fucking a, a – they had a gun – stuck in both of their legs which i imagine is ridiculously powerful and they're gonna have to cut their fucking legs off like so that was actually a fairly brutal thing she did to them yeah but she wasn't gonna but, kill them or nothing and they they, they established because well, yeah they can't kill. one part of this book is one of the members on the team is the original pyro they were able to bring him back because he's one of the first ones who got brought back. Well, yeah, and he didn't lament it at that. First, he thought it was cool. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm special," and then I realized I was probably their guinea pig. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, but, so, but the reason why the I bring Russian. that up is because they can't kill anybody. And they specifically had to tell Pyro, "Okay, you're back, and you're going to team up with everybody in the mutants, and you're going to go do stuff outside, but you can't kill anybody." Right. So the uh, she she gets a TV camera on her, and she says. Uh, you know, if uh, if if you're a mutant and you want to come Krakoa and your government or whoever isn't letting you come, get in touch with the Marauders and we'll come save you. And Storm points out, she's like, I don't really like the name Marauders because the Marauders is the name of uh, Sinister's group who fucking, you know, murdered all the Morlocks. So mm -hmm. it's not really a positive name. But her excuse was, well, it was the. It was spur of the moment. It was what I came up with. <laughs> and it's the actual title is we needed a title for the book. So and we didn't want to call them X-Force because we already have one. So the Marauders. Um, and the team is Kitty, uh, Storm, Iceman, Pyro, and uh, Lockheed. And Bishop. Bishop wasn't. He was there. I, I mean, yeah, I, and Emma, kind of. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover. Because right Emma's now. running it because Storm, Storm said with uh, Kitty, like, okay, you're in charge of this, but you're the one who deals with Emma. I will not deal with her because she doesn't like her. And Bishop was in the issue, but 
I mean, he wasn't on the boat at the end. So uh, this this worked as an issue, and it's it's different from the other X books. Like they have a stated goal. Um, I don't like. Here's what I didn't like. I, I like that Pyro's on the team because if you're going to show that Kitty is a different, you know, she's Kate now. She's a she's a more hardline character, and she's willing to go a little further and do these things that aren't technically within the rules because she's all grown up now. Um, I don't know if Iceman and Storm are the characters I would put with her because they are much more by the book. Like Pyro, I get. Even Bishop, I get, but Emma, I, Emma makes sense too, and Emma makes sense. But I, I don't feel Storm and Iceman make sense. I, I think the reason they're doing it is because X Men is probably going to be the book with the big story hooks that all the fucking mutants can be in, and I think all of these other books are going to be separate teams of different mutants. So we can get as many fucking mutants as possible in a book. I'm fine with that um, because there are a lot of different mutants in the Marvel Universe. I'm okay with that. I just think with this team, they could have made better choices. I think the reason they did it is they felt on all these teams, we have to have X amount of like core X-Men members. So we got Shadowcat. We need Iceman and Storm too. Well, so I also get the feeling – the storyline's not long for this world. At least it's not, you know, five years from now. Is anyone going to be making reference to it? Probably not. I think they're using this also as the opportunity. It's like, well, how can we put evil mutants like Pyro and Kitty together? Because right now they're doing a storyline where all the mutants are teaming together. And for the first time in like a long time, I could, I can imagine they have an excuse to put villains on the team. Uh, that could be it too. But. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I thought it was a strong first issue. This made me, because this was the one that I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to read this. And there's another one coming out next week. And I said I'd read all the number ones. The next one I really don't want to read. But given that I liked this, I'm going to give it a shot. I do predict next week's book, unless it fucking amazes me, is gonna be the first week one in this storyline because i well remember i didn't want to read this i saw the name of the team and i saw who was on it and i was like yeah we don't need to read this Uh, see i don't care about that because he and that's the key with this hickman has given enough free reign that he's able to do whatever the fuck he wants with these characters so i'm assuming the other writers are going to be able to do whatever they want with the characters so as long as it doesn't interfere with what hickman's doing so I'm okay with that because if I don't like a character, they might be – because I don't like Shadowcat. I find her annoying, but I like yeah, her but in this. In this, so. in this she's not, not just tolerable. She, she's actually a likable character I find. Well, that's what I'm saying is the, these other characters who I might not like, I have to see how they're written by these new writers in these new roles. That That's what's cool about this. That's what I like about it. it uh, and it makes sense so far. Like I don't know if the next book will make sense. They're kind of doing what DC did when they split up the Justice League into four teams, but all that really did was you still had a core Justice League title, which had all the big guns, and then you had a bunch of separate books with like one or two of the big deal characters and then a bunch of fucking jobbers, and they were all doing the same thing. They were all fighting evil, except one of them, they fought fucking magic evil, 
and one of them they fought normal non-magic super like it was more tenuous whereas in this one everybody has a focus like they're actually doing something different and i think that's a good hook and they found a way to acknowledge all the hickman stuff while not being saddled by it yeah they had one of their one of their text pages was uh sinister mr sinister lines commenting on things and hinting at you know what's to come so i'm fully expecting at some point when somebody's going to use the uh big uh text page to make fun of hickman <laughs> maybe after he leaves if they keep doing it or just they're going to do it because it's not his book. They'll be like, okay, let's make fun of the fact that he's he's wedging this concept in all of our books. Oh, it's fine. No, because these books wouldn't exist without him. They're all number ones. No, I'm saying just having – poking some fun. They – hey, they knew X-Men needed fucking help and this is working, so. Yeah, but I'm saying they poked fun at him before and he's had some fun as well making fun of himself. Yeah. We'll see. Next book. Our final book, Punisher Kill Crew 4 or 5, or Jerry Duggan Art by Juan Ferreira. Best book ever. <laughs> this fucking book. You like it more than Savage I, Avengers? Yes, and Savage <laughs> Avengers comes out next week, and I think there's an annual. I fucking, I fucking love this book. I want, I, I'm so sad this is a miniseries, because this is, I want this fucking book to go on forever. You got fucking Punisher who has decided that this fucking motley crew he's collected, he picked up Black Knight in this issue with the line, Dane, get in the van. (laughs) Fucking pulls up in a van with a flying Pegasus and a goat and and just tell Black Knight, hey, get in. Black Knight's like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of here killing killing elves. I got to kill these elves because they're bad. And then Foggy just sticks his head out of the van. He's like, come on, it'll be fun. Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, we got to do this." And then fucking Juggernaut comes out, and he's like, "Juggernaut." He's like, "No, it's okay. We're going to kill monsters." And you know, they tell him the monsters they're going to kill, and he's okay with it, and why they need him and stuff. So they go off, they kill a lot more fucking monsters, and one of them they get up to give up the location of the guy who set all this in motion, the Frost Giant, who killed the guy's family that Punisher said he'd get revenge for him for. And by the way, in all these deaths, Punisher is filming them and taking pictures. <laughs> they're like cutting guys in half. They're chopping their heads off. They're blowing holes through their stomachs. And Punisher's taking pictures of them. And Foggy at one point goes, you're not actually going to show these to the kids, are you? <laughs> or I, it's I, like, I, Of course I, he is. He said he'd give them proof that they were dead. I also like the the scene where Punisher is trying to convince Black Knight what he's doing, and he shows them the pictures of all the uh, killers that have killed all these uh, fought, you know these war orphans. And Black Black Knight just looks at him and is like, "Really? This is what we're doing? We're oh. killing children's drawings." <laughs> but he goes along with it, and uh, so they eventually get up to. Um, so the Frost Giant is terrified of Skull Man. I believe is what he called him because Punisher did kind of fuck him up, but he's fucking scared of him. And, you know, they're sitting in their, uh, in their hideout and they're like, yeah, you know, we're running out of humans here. Cause they've been eating the humans they captured. He's like, maybe we should go back to earth. He's like, we're not going back to earth for like 10 years, at least until skull guy's dead. 
So then Skull Guy fucking breaks in and they start fucking shit up. But he, the Frost Giant has a gigantic sci-fi bazooka, which he shoots, which knocks Punisher out. And then he grabs him and uh, ties him up. And he says he's going to slow roast him. Um, Juggernaut somehow got knocked out during this. And Black Knight got knocked out. And Foggy jumped in the van. And I think he said he was going for help. But Foggy disappeared. So I think Foggy's going to save uh, Punisher. Because why not? Uh, I think that's what this is leading to. <laughs> the story is ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's co- it's completely absurd, over the top, and we love it for it. Yeah, it's fucking five stars. Very good. All right, that's going to do it for this week's books. Let's more to our final segment, next week's books. When we got here, they tried to sway But when they see us walk down the street, they ran the other way. Bad Street, Lana GA. Still Bad don't know. Street in the whole USA. Still don't know why it's so very soft. It's all right. You can fix it. Uh, hopefully. Okay, next week's books, Batman Annual, number four, two stories, both by Tom King. Ooh, nice. I was about to say, uh, can we not? It usually angles. Nah, I, looked, I looked it up ahead of time. Okay. We got Harleen, number two. Harleen? Wasn't that the one where she's like a that's Harley, profiler? That's Harley and Joker. Are you sure? Uh, let me double check on the comic. No, list. I think it's this one because it's only three issues. Let me double check because this might be the bad one that we didn't like. There, I don't think there was a bad one we didn't like. Oh, there was a bad one I didn't like. I like. No, the you one... like this one. This is the one with the cool art. Okay, yeah, the one where she's a detective. That one was cool. Yeah, that's that's the next part of this one. Okay. So yeah, we're reading that now. There's another Joker book called Joker Killer Smile, mm. one of three, and it's by Jeff Lemire. Let's read it. It's going to be good. It's Lemire. So I thought we should try it, although I'm feeling we're getting a lot of Joker. I wonder why. Um, well, that movie made money. Um, we're going to try Sandman Universe Special Hellblazer number one. Sandman? Okay. Hellblazer. Because it's a Hellblazer number one. It's not actually a number one because it's a special. But you're you special. Well, you're special. You remember that song? No. I want to have some of your attention. <laughs> no. It's a real song. I, I want to see how long you'll keep singing it. Won't use my heart. Use my heart. <laughs> and you have to do the voice. <laughs> use my special. You gotta cut that fucking song in to the end of the show. Conan the Bar- Barbarin, number 10. Ole. Dead Man Logan, 12. I, I kind of don't want to read the book now because I know where it's going. Yeah, but it's the end. He's gonna die. Don't you want to see him die? Yeah, but unfortunately, I know where, I know where it's I, going. It doesn't matter. We're not gonna read that. It's okay. Just take it. You'll convince me to read it at some point, and I'm going to hate you for it. Excalibur number one, and I'm i i got I got to give it a chance, but I'm just 
The other world is rocked by war. It's a new era for mutant kind as a new Captain Britain holds the amulet. Fighting for the kingdom of Avalon with Excalibur at her side. Rogue, Gambit, Richter, fucking Richter, Jubilee, and Apocalypse. That's the only reason (laughs) I want to read it. Apocalypse is on this team. But this sounds like it has nothing to do with anything. It's not even on Earth, but whatever. It shows them at uh, Krakoa, but you could... No, it shows a Krakoa gate. Oh. To, apparently to Avalon. And okay. Re- do, do we want to read Marvel Zombies Resurrection? No. Why? Why would you even think that? I don't, I don't. I just thought I'd ask. Who's it written by? It was Phil popular. Kennedy Johnson? No. I don't know. Some guy. John, his name's Johnson. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're a Johnson. Ha <laughs> ha. Wow. Savage Avengers Annual number one, <laughs> Jerry Duggan. Oh. A barbarian walks into a brothel and thus begins another adventure in the life of Conan of Samaria. Human traffickers finally meet in a movie. So apparently this is in modern day and Conan goes to a whorehouse, but then finds out these aren't the noble whores from Samaria or from Hibernia. These are slave whores, and he's going to kill sex traffickers. I'm okay okay with that. I'm not going to read Silver Surfer Black because I never have anything to say. I'm going to look at it myself and remark at how much I like the way it looks, and that's it. It will be a pretty book. It will be. And is that it, then? I'm looking at the rest of this list. One second. That's fine. Take your time. Uh, is this a reprint? Yes, what's, fant- what's, what's Fantastic Four Grand Design? Let's see who it's written by. Uh, it's no, fant- it's not written by uh, the yeah, writer, so I don't care. It's not slot. Let me see if there's anything you missed. I'm going to start doing this now. I'm so sa- Well, considering how bad the first issue was, now I don't regret it. Remember before I was sad that we were in, we're in Death's Head? But that was like a bait and switch to make us read... About yeah, a, a Wicked and Hulkling book. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, I'm not seeing anything that uh, you missed out on. I'm sure at some point I'll find something. Nope, that's it. All right. That's gonna, all right. That's going to do it for this week's show. So from all of us at HalfGuard.com, thanks for checking out this week's show. And as always, check you guys out next time. Adios. Bye.